film sucks Indie film sucks It's the Indie Film Sucks Podcast Yeah Coming at you from the mean streets of St. Louis, from a basement on South Broadway, the Indie Film Sucks Podcast. <laughs> indie Film still sucks. Still sucks. Welcome back, Chris Mackey. Thank you. Thank you very much. Out on a We missed you, man. I appreciate it. I mean, Cheers. You guys put together a couple hey, hey. great episodes. I was a little worried about me. I've got nothing. We, we, uh, we barely made it through. Barely. 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 I think Brock, you could have talked about yourself all night. No, I, <laughs> probably. No. That so was, yeah, that I was, was out on assignment. It was a good assignment. Uh, so were we able to red night? That's the big question I want to know. We already showed it, man. Yeah. What? It's, it's over. We, fuck, we're done. was the premiere? It was awesome. We had uh, 17 people. <laughs> 17, three more than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> no, we are, uh, we are very close all right i didn't very see the email close. you didn't say come home you didn't say you gotta no. get back here we're ready to roll so what very close what do you mean can you elaborate at all on how close that little a little bit a uh, little bit of uh audio levels a little bit of uh minor editing trims and credits that's close sounds like two weeks about <laughs> <laughs> Let's help. Let's help. Let's help. All right. So everybody don't know, I'm Chris Mackey, producer, actor, uh, owner, 88mm Productions. I'm Chris Grega, writer, director, founder of 88mm Productions. I'm Brock Roberts. I uh, work with these two assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, I'm actor, producer. I've uh, been working with these two uh, awesome guys for quite a, quite a while now. So Mackey. You have been on assignment. So, Greg, what does your suck? Nice. Thank you. Man. Yeah, you thought you'd have... <laughs> I was hoping to piggyback off you. Wow, we got to change the name of this podcast. It's getting too hard to come up with sucks. No, my suck is uncertainty. And I've had that from day one of filmmaking, and I have it now. It's just that feeling you have in your gut. You just don't know what's going to happen with this stuff. And it, it never really goes away. I mean, I guess if you reach a certain level, maybe it, it kind of lessens. But I guess if you reach a certain level of success, then you have to keep chasing success. So you still have that uncertainty. So even with, you know, what is it, Mission Impossible 5? Is it 7? Whatever, Dead Reckoning? Oh, yeah. That didn't do as well as it as was anticipated. I'm, I'm sure those people are very unhappy. Hi, Brock. What's your suck? Uh, my suck is you're going to go before me. Oh, am I? All right. <laughs> I don't know. I was uh, thinking about, um, like, in my travels, about uh, the best laid plans don't necessarily always work out the way you anticipate it, so you always have to be able to uh, edit or readjust on the fly. And that's independent film. It's not necessarily a suck. It's just something that you always have to be ready for. So you make the best of what you have and just accept that it was the best that you did and what you could do with the circumstances you were surrounded. So it's not only a suck. It's just kind of a thought process that if you can get past that and go, this is the best we could do with what we had, 
Yeah, would we have done better if we had more? Sure, everybody would have. So now as we finish up Red Knight, extremely satisfied with it, uh, but now we're fine-tuning it. I don't want to see it, but it's where it's at. Yeah. And and we got to accept that and move on to the next part of the plan. That's kind of, it's not really a suck, but it's kind of, it's kind of a feeling, I guess. I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. Just talking, man. <laughs> What's your suck, Brock? Just talking, Brock. Honestly, I don't have a suck. This The suck is, you said it just a second ago, is it's hard to come up with sucks every week because I hate to rehash all the same shit we've already said. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to come up with some bullshit just to say I have a suck because, uh, you know, I really don't have a suck today with independent film. To be honest, life's pretty good for me. I've, I've been working my ass off. Things are going well. That building I talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, I finally getting ready to move into that. And nice. I, I really don't have a suck, man. I'm just happy that Red Knight is this close and uh, Mackie's back. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I have no suck, man. Things are good. Yeah, yeah. there'll be some other sucks for sure. As no we doubt get about into it. Distribution? Uh, right. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's like I've mentioned before on this show and in life in general, it's the motto of the Peace Corps, or used to be the toughest job you'll ever love, right? Indie film is obviously. It's not studio film. You're independent. You have limited resources. A lot of it you have to fall upon your own resources. And a lot of it sucks because it's not fun. And people get into filmmaking because they think it's going to be fun and cool and easy. And it turns out to be mostly none of those things. turns out to be mostly a lot of hard work. And you have to really love doing this hard work to get a benefit from it. Yeah, you really got to have the big picture the light of the end of the tunnel in your mind before you even set out on that journey. Because if you if you lose that focus, you're not going to fucking make it. No. It is, it is a hard road to hoe. No, and understanding every single step that goes into it, that there's the beginning and the end, and there's all the things that go into it, and understanding each one of those and saying, hey, yeah, we're there's 29 steps, and we're on step 28. Got to get step 29, because if you release it at step 28, you're not going to have the same movie. Nope. So speaking of releases and movies, there's a couple of uh, couple movies coming out that are premiering locally in St. Louis. Yes, there are. We're that happy. we had the directors on this show. First up, I think Nathan Karimi, his film Oscar Tango Hellwater is going to be premiering on October 14th, 13th and 14th. Yes. At the uh, main branch of the St. Louis Public Library, which is an awesome screening yeah. venue. We had a screening there for Sound of Nothing many years ago. Mm-hmm. And then Wyatt Weed's film, The Dark at the Top of the Stairs, is going to be premiering, I think, October 21st. October 21st at the High Point Theater, which is an older movie house Hmm. venue. Redone? I mean, looks nice. Yeah, Cinema St. Louis owned it now? Cinema St. Louis owns that. Yeah. That's going to be their premiere. And that's going to be another good night. It will be. It'll be fun. Nice to see everybody. Local screening. Again, I've said before, eh, what do you get out of it? Ultimately, I don't know if you get anything out of it. Well, I know what I get out of it. What's that? Man, I, I love when everybody that knows me shows up and they, they you get to see that they support you. And then they, they're really actually interested in, in your what you do for a living, what you, your dream is about. I, I love being able to give them something to, to see that, that I'm passionate about. No, I think that's a great point, Brock. And I think it's individual for every filmmaker. And Chris, you've done a lot of showcases, premieres, if you want to call them. Yep. I mean, there's a different name, screenings, if you want to say that. So I think each person has their individual, like, uh, 
understanding of what they're trying to get out of that. I'm excited about when we can set red night screening because I've never been involved on a producer side where we had a screening. We got to do a few and it's fantastic. Yeah. We'll You're king for a night like Chris Greg was alluding to. You know, it's you're not sure what you get out of it, but that one night, it's got its payoff. So let me, since I haven't been through one, I've only been to them, and I only got to see you guys for a few minutes because you're busy talking to everybody. Um, especially when you're in it, it's kind of fun to watch yourself on screen. I know you said you don't <laughs> like that, Brock. I, I do enjoy that for myself. So talk about, because here's some veterans going through this again, right? Nathan, Wyatt are going to be doing another screening for another movie they've done. You guys have both done them. Yep. So what's your expectation before and what's your ex- what what was the reality of it, right? I'll say this. The, for my mind, the importance of the local screening, which is effectively the cast and crew, friends and family screening, mm-hmm. the, the importance of that is so many films never get finished. And the people who work so hard on them never get to see them. And it's always been a point of pride with the things that, that 88mm has done. So we've always finish what we started and we always do a screening for the people involved because every person I know who has worked in independent film has a story of yeah I worked on this thing and I don't know never saw it don't know what happened to it never got finished I've got those and that sucks that's a suck yeah not being able to see what you put months or sometimes years into and then never seen what it turned into for me it it is important to thank everyone and give them like the ability to see hey here's what you guys helped make that's awesome here's the final product like the widget yeah exactly and and in the theater it's a cool fun experience your question is what what's the expectation before for you because you've done many of them right so obviously amphetamine it was a different feeling oh yeah than now because now it's probably yeah it is more for the cast and crew because i know we have a purpose as a company to say what are we getting out of it from a standpoint of how can we use it to make our movie whatever it needs to be. So what was your feeling for amphetamine? Because obviously it was a way different feeling than it is now. Brock, yeah. you know, you were involved in a few. That, that's kind of my question. Well, the, the first big screening, because I, I did shorts before amphetamine, and we did screenings for all those. And that was all like, hey, who can we get to show, you know, to show up to this thing? We do a big flyer campaign, which is a big waste of time and money, let me tell you. For amphetamine, we were going to do our own thing. Because amphetamine was a was a big local film when local films were not really being made, you know, 20 years ago. And we were going to do our own screening. We were looking for a place to do it. Wanted to do it in a theater because we'd always done it in, like, coffee shops mm-hmm. and, like, art galleries. We never actually did a screening in a theater before. And then I got approached by Chris Clark from Cinema St. Louis. said, hey, we'd like to make this the final closeout film of the showcase. Like, well, okay, what's it going to cost us? Well, nothing. Just... You know, we we want to showcase your movie. And showcase your movie. <laughs> so we're like, okay, cool. You know, save a few bucks, and and that turned out to be an incredible night. You know, it was as I've mentioned many times before. We had around eight hundred people. We had to, it. It was too big for the Tivoli. They moved it to the pageant. And what what I expect out of that was someone in the crowd of hundreds of people is going to see it and it's going to move us up to the next level and then we're going to get another festivals then someone's going to pick it up for distribution then then I'll be making films full time that's that's what that level of inexperience brought me now where I'm at <laughs> 20 something years later now my thought is man I hope we at least have close to a, a sold out theater I hope we have at least 150 people 
Okay, so if you put percentages on it, it was how much for you and – because you're always thinking about the cast and crew. But yeah. but early days, you're probably thinking about Chris Greg. Uh, it was still a mix because okay. I had done other stuff before. Okay. But well, but now it's probably more of cast, 90% cast and crew, 10% Chris Greg because you've been through it. Yeah, for this screening, yeah. it's. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen the movie yeah. many times. So I want to see see with an audience and see what they think of it. But you, Brock, because I know you've done a lot as actor, but you've been producer on few. Yeah, actually, I think Amphetamine was my first time I went to a big premiere. And obviously, we didn't know it was... I, none of us knew how big it was going to be. No. We thought it was going to be family and friends, but it seemed like the whole damn town was there. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty amazing. The problem with, with having that great big success, and you, you think, like... Greg had just mentioned, you know, this is uh, this is the, the stepping stone to get me to the big whatever, and uh, it it just quite wasn't that. But then you have your other premieres, like Rhineland was a pretty goddamn big premiere too. It was, but you were a producer on that, uh, kinda, you okay. know, associate producer. So I mean, I didn't set up anything. It it just pre- it premiered at a St. Louis at the. Filmmaker yeah, Showcase, yeah, okay. 2007. Mm-hmm. I had 30 people there just from me and so my family. I. So, so did I. <laughs> yeah, so it was a, and it sold out. Local experiences have been pretty fucking good as far as premieres go. The screenings have been great. Uh, the local critics have not been fans of me or 88mm. We've garnered very few awards at home. But we still seem reason. to do really well locally. Everybody wants to see... Yeah, millimeter what 88 millimeters doing and, That's and right. coming through. So talk about your like your experience as an actor because obviously you're bringing everybody to see you. Producer, different because right now I'm with Chris on this film on Red Night at Skies. Mm-hmm. I want to see what everybody else thinks about the product that we put our heart, soul, money, everything into. It's it's yes. The first clue would be who shows up. Right, because that's important. Yeah, because um, we're doing it for them. Second thing is, is what do they really think while the movie's going on? Because we talked about this in the past. That's a suck. Is grandma's gonna come out and go, "Oh, you were so good. Yeah. Oh, what a great." Or mom and dad, or whoever. Right. You really need those critics or those those people yeah. you can trust. For Red Knight, the premiere, I I just want there to be a lot of people to have a good time and enjoy the movie. Uh, it's not. I really. It's not about me acting on the, on the screen. I want everybody to like our movie. That's it. And I know, I from what I know, what Greg says about the cuts he'd seen, uh, people are going to like it. Yeah. And uh, I'll worry about the acting part of myself later. I, I'm not, I can't control that. Can't anymore. change it. No, it is whatever it is. Oh, yep. people, and, and not just my acting, but acting across the board. Not the movie as a whole. Yeah, I just want everybody to enjoy the fucking movie. So you're looking at it from a producer eyes, if we just use terms from the industry? Are you looking at it from a producer's eyes, or are you looking at it as Brock Roberts, or how do you how do you look at it? And Greg, same question to you. Well, I'd wear, I think of it in, in, in those two ways, is the producer locally, and then, okay, if I can get feel the vibe of what the audience really feels, okay, that's going to get my my producer side going in the, on a larger scale. Uh, now I know what to, to expect from other people. Well, let me put it this way. It's kind of like boxing. If the match takes place in someone's hometown, then the opponent in that situation really has to land a knockout blow in order to win. You're not going to win on points. Very right? good. You're right. 
And and this this film, screening locally, it's going to be a knockout film. Of course. I think it has enough strength to do that in other cities, in other venues, in other screenings. So that's where you might get into your festivals to do other screenings and yeah. a whole other dynamic that like, we'll talk about later. Like, I feel, essentially, if it's friends and family, certainly family... You could make a real terrible movie, and they're still gonna like it. Uh, my kids are fucking brutal. They'd tell me for sure. I mean, especially in a movie theater <laughs> so situation, because you're like, I never thought I would see you on the big screen in a theater with the seats, because you got the benefit of the atmosphere. Yeah, and and I've I've been to lots of showcases and seen like some shitty, shitty <laughs> short films, and then you hear people walking out. Oh, that was so good. That was my grandson's film. That was, you know, of course, because it's biased. So I think. Well, people are going to go into the screening, and I know there are two things we're going to hear afterwards, and I heard it at every screening. Number one... That's that is, a real movie. Well, that's a real movie. <laughs> and number two is, oh, that was so much better than I thought it was going to be. That's what people think. Mm. You know, it, That's just how it is. People think independent film, it's not a Hollywood film, it's not a real movie, so it's not going to be that good. Yeah, I mean, that's are you thinking that going into the screening? Oh, yeah. Like, that's how... Yeah, that's what people are going to say. We're, we're going to get a lot of that the night that we screen it. And that's cool. You know, people don't realize that's not really a compliment. I, I probably won't hear that from my group, uh, that, that it looks like a real movie anymore. Well, they've seen you in enough stuff. And, and some people we're inviting are, are going to be the same way. They've yeah. seen enough of yeah. our stuff that they're not going to say that. But you are going to have that certain percentage. And I think it's funny that you say that because I think the percentage is going down. It ought to after twenty twenty some <laughs> you, years you, of doing this. You, you would hope. Yeah. We should have a checkbox when you come out. Did it look like a real movie? <laughs> Check. Yeah. Maybe we should do a little questionnaire thing. What could we do to improve what No, no, no. You don't want that because you <laughs> got everybody I'm in your brother. I'm oh, kidding, okay. man. Yeah. I'm not saying you got everybody in their brother that thinks they can be a director exactly. or an actor or a producer. It's like you try it. Anyway, local screening <clears throat> is gonna be great. It's gonna be a great experience. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm worried about is are we gonna have enough of a turnout? Because we, I, and I'm not. No, I'm, 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 not wor- I'm not worried about that at all. Me either. And I get it. I got a lot of people at my church. I got a lot of people just are still vested in this movie about when it's coming out. And I think that's working in our advantage, to tell you the truth. I mean, because the mystique and the carrot or whatever we're dangling in front of people, and because we want this movie to be right and we're not putting something out until it is the way we want it to be, is I think giving us momentum at this point. Well, yeah. But the point is, this film for. For the local screening, it's a home run. It's a slam dunk. You're the optimist. It's a knockout. You are the optimist. It is. <laughs> is he really? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, that's it's it's gonna be. But when there's 500 people there, he's gonna be like, I told you to be 500 people there. No, I'll never say that. Like I said, I'm I'm. There, there just might be. There could be. I'm guessing 150, but you never know. That's another point. Okay, go ahead. Finish your thought. I'm sorry. What I am more curious about, what I'm really curious about, because I look, I know the film is damn good. It's, it's our best work to date, head and shoulders above everything else. And we've made some good movies. I know this. I know the local audience is going to love it. Anyone listening to this podcast, hey, get to St. Louis to see the uh, local screening. However, what I really want to see is a reaction outside of St. Louis. No, I, I, I agree with you there, and that's only going to take time to get it out there and do yeah. what we can do and use the resources we put into the movie, like a Mosley or the the comic the, the conventions yep. you know different avenues that we have to do that we're not used to doing you know I, I think that'll happen and i agree with you I'm, I'm willing to see that too 
but you mentioned like it may not have enough people. So how do you plan for that when you're doing a screening though? So what kind of venue do you get? How do you how do you plan that? Like what's Wyatt thinking right now? Is he done enough? He kind of has the judge down and come who comes and they'll give me another day if 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 you know it's sold out tonight. Maybe. Yeah. I I just those are just interesting thoughts that go through my head as far as like how do you plan that? Because you're saying, man, I hope people and I know you're being humble. Um, well, because serious in a sense, because but. I've 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 done it. I mean, we've had some incredible screenings, and we've had some less than incredible screenings. And I don't know where this is going to fall. And because let's put it this way: when we screened amphetamine, that was a rare thing. An independent film shot in St. Louis with entirely St. Louis people. Nobody did that. Yeah, but you didn't have anything else though. You didn't have v- VOD. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was rare. There was yeah. nothing to compete with it. Now we've got all this other competition. And most of our friends have kids now and getting babysitters. Yeah. I mean, just coming out for a night is, is expensive. It is. Yeah, there's a lot of competing factors of why. And, hey, we talked about this on the podcast, too. Like, go see people's stuff, right? Remember when we talked about yeah. that and saying a lot of people were just like, well, where, where can I find it? Well, I had two screenings. It's out here. It's here. And I'm, yes, go go yeah, see it. That's the other thing. <laughs> I am very excited to see Wyatt's film. I'm very excited to see Nathan's film. Mm-hmm. I want to see other people's film. I want to see their work. I want to go and support them just as much as I want them to support us. Yeah, not only just support. I want to see how they stepped up Yeah, you know, and push us to another level. Because I, I – look, it's it, – other filmmakers are a competition, but they're still our friends. Yeah. We want them to do really fucking good. But obviously, I want us to do really goddamn good, too. And, yeah. I, and I think there's room for all of us to succeed. There's definitely and, room yeah. for everybody to do good. Yeah. There's definitely room for everybody to do good. Yeah, that's. I mean, I just think it's interesting from your perspective of the, like, I'll call it the arc again, but the arc of amphetamine to this one and everything in between, you've pretty much seen it all. Yeah. <laughs> from a St. Louis perspective. So you have gone outside of St. Louis. Can yeah. I touch on that a little bit? Sure. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's some, it's <laughs> You're pl- giving me confidence with Red Knight, right? It's, it's pluses and minuses. Okay, yeah, so. Well, here, here's the thing. Before we go into that, there are some things you cannot control. Hmm. And that is how your film is screened. If if they get the projection right, if they get the aspect ratio right, if they get the sound right. Because yes. there are so many things. You, you give them a file and... Trust them not to fuck it up. And we've been there where they fucked it up. Yes, multiple times. Yeah. So you get out of St. Louis, you're like, screened well in St. Louis, but my big thing is I got to get it out, get accepted by a festival. Mm -hmm. You travel there, the cost, everything you do to go there. Yeah. And then take it from there. Yeah, and and then you have a, a screening where the sound is out of sync with the picture. And you're just sitting in the back, just just hating life. And what that means, to people who don't know, when your sound is out of sync, that means your lips are moving, but the sound is not matching your lips. Yeah, it's like a second <laughs> off. And then the other, uh, the other shitty thing, as we've touched on this, is everyone is there for the big local screening, then yeah, your right. film screens, and everyone splits. And you have like five people who see your movie. Because it's out-of-town movie. Yeah. Yeah, there's no hype behind it. There's no, and that's the business side of it, right? That is. Yeah. So you got to weigh that out too, just because you didn't do well there, technical advances aside. Um, how does that, I mean, where does it, does that mean your movie shot or is that, does, does that screening lead you to more benefits financially if it goes well? Could it? Is that a make or break deal? For small festivals, not really. Okay. 
I mean, the only benefit you get out of the small festivals, or I don't want to say small festivals, the only benefit you get out of outside of the big festivals is maybe if you win some awards. Okay. You win some awards. I don't mean you just put the laurels, you know, official selection of Podunk City Film Festival, but winner, Podunk City Film Festival, best cinematography, best acting, you know, best editing, whatever, best screenplay. That's what you want out of the smaller festivals. If you gain anything from them at all, it's wins. Okay. Putting eyes on it because of the wins. The wins get you made possibly more eyes. Yeah. And for us, we have an action horror film. We're just going to go the horror film festival route. And then ideally the horror convention route. It's just to get more eyes on the film. I think we have all the makings of a cult classic film. Yeah. Look for oh, us in damn. That's a statement. <laughs> What what did he say? Repeat that, Greg. He said, I think we have all the makings of a cult classic film. Wow. All right. That's a big statement. (sighs) Of course. That's a lot to live up to, motherfucker. Why are you putting us on that goddamn shelf? Well, of course, most cult classic films were bombs initially, so. Right, so if I live to 70, I can maybe make a dime off of this? Maybe. Pretty much what you're saying for the idea of how we're going to push this film is we're going to do some festivals. We're going to be talking to with, with distributors throughout that process. And we probably will go to some cons after it's actually out. Yeah. Is that how we're going? Okay. Yes. So to leverage, hopefully to leverage activity that's already happened at the con, I would think. I mean, yeah. that's because uh, we didn't consider that when we first started this movie. Well, no, that that was always in the back of my mind Same. with Mosley. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, Mosley, yes. Since, yeah, since I, I we agree have, with you there. We have, that's why we got Bill in the film in the first yeah, place, for that convention leverage. Yeah. And Bill's the kind of guy that if he believes in a project, he'll he'll push it. And turns out he's a damn good actor. He is. Well, we knew that ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some bands, too. Check out Cornbugs. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know some Bill Mosley? musician <laughs> and all-around good dude. Yeah, yeah we should probably put... We should probably pump him up more because he's an amazing person. I, th- I think once we can, we will because I don't want people to get too excited. We don't have anything to give them. No. So I'm thinking once once this thing goes, yeah. you're going to hear a lot about Bill Mosley. I hope to get him on here. Sure. I really I do. We, I, I, I don't know how we're going to do that in the basement of Broadway. We not... may be going from a basement from Los Angeles. Maybe. Wow. <laughs> Look at you, buddy. Yeah. And we are... Uh... Very, very close to releasing a trailer as well. Okay. Oh, damn. Are we? Yeah. Yeah. So just circling back to like screenings and that kind of stuff. um, So definitely necessary. Yes. Whether you're trying to promote something or you're trying to just do it for friends and family, there's, there's always a need for it. I mean, you have to have an overall plan, right? And we have a couple of overall plans, I guess. I guess you can say that. A couple of routes we're going to take. Hmm. One is, of course, the standard distribution route. And I think we've discussed before that none of us feel very confident in that because the game has changed so much, and that was always a tough game to begin with. So there's that route, and then there's sort of the do-it-yourself, grassroots, filmtrepreneur route where we, we do it all of ourselves. Right. And I, I would say right now, in my mind, we're like 70-30 doing it ourselves. But we're going to investigate all the other paths, because why not? It's not going to hurt us to take it to various distributors and say, what do you think, make us an offer? Because we don't have to take the offer. While we 
send it off to other festivals to try to get outside of St. Louis to get away from that friends and family kind yes. of atmosphere and see what the reaction is outside of that. Because you can take that to cons, you can take that that reaction in other places, use Bill Mosley's kind of following to drive that. I mean, that's, that's why you put the names in the films. That's because good. a low-budget film, you, you have to have a handful of things to lure people in. And one of them has to be a recognizable name. And his name is recognizable in the horror genre, and fans of the horror genre love his work. Yeah, yeah Bill's a stand-up dude, man. I like him. He's great in the movie, and uh, he's just all around good dude. No, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, so to wrap this up, I think, you know, getting back to, like, talking about Wyatt and all these releases, this is, this is the time people are putting movies out, especially horror movies, because yeah. Halloween. So let's give them another plug. What Wyatt. Dark at the top of the stairs, Wyatt Weed, Pirate Pictures, that is coming out October 21st. And then before that, the week before that, is Nathan Karimi's Oscar Tango Hellwater, which is coming out, I think, the 13th and 14th of October. Check them out. Support them. Yeah. Tell them you heard about it here and ask them why they're doing their screenings, what, what they're hoping to get out of it. Ask them what their suck is. Yeah, ask them what their suck <laughs> is. Yeah, what's your suck. <laughs> yeah, go see their movies because yeah. they both look awesome. No, make it, make it a big deal. If you, if you want to come out and see that, I think that's a, that's a great thing for St. Louis. That's a great thing for local filmmakers. So... Yeah, so we'll be talking about that. We'll, we'll also be, be talking, talking about, about... Oh, well, of course, we'll be talking about what we always talk about, which are the highs, the lows, the in-betweens. True independent filmmaking. True. On the Indie Film Sucks podcast, brought to you by 88mm Productions, on all the social stuff that we have, whatever, Facebook, Instagram, your mom, whatever. Peace. See ya. Start the music. Scotch. <laughs> Indie film sucks. Indie film sucks. It's the Indie film sucks.